May 10th, Kingdom of the Planet of the Apes is coming to IMAX and theaters everywhere. What a wonderful day! This summer, one movie event will reign. It is our time. They stole my village. I know where they're taking your clan. Bend for your king. Never. Kingdom of the Planet of the Apes. Only in theaters May 10. Tickets on sale now. Rated PG-13. Some material may be inappropriate for children under 13. This episode is brought to you by Cars.com. When you add your car to your garage on Cars.com, you'll unlock access to real-time insights into how much your car is worth. Plus, view its historical and projected value to decide when to sell. So when the time is right, you can secure an instant offer from a local dealership or sell it yourself on Cars.com. Start tracking your car's value with your garage on cars.com. This episode is brought to you by Jiffy Lube. Cars can be a big investment, so it's important to take care of them. I once got a car that I started out with 25,000 miles on. I got it to over 200,000 miles because I took care of it. You know how you take care of a car? You take care of the maintenance, the oil, the brakes, all that stuff. And if you don't, you can have a car just completely fall apart. When your car needs maintenance, head to Jiffy Lube. They provide automotive excellence at speed. Get your oil changed, brakes checked, tons of other multi-care services. It's all done by expertly trained technicians who actually care about taking care of you and your car. Jiffy Lube, car more. To find coupons and start an instant online estimate, visit JiffyLube.com. Welcome back to your favorite podcast in the world, Spidey's 16th Minute. It's only because of you incredible listeners we even have this alleged 16th Minute. So thank you. A lot going on in our freaking beautiful, incredible lives. Heidi's alive. I'm alive, guys. She was convinced she was not surviving her plastic surgery. I did think I was going to die. And our son Gunnar had a dream. They told her she was going to die. So... She lived. I told her she's going to live. I said, we were paying too much money for him to kill you. That's just not a possibility. I I think if we gone to, you know, some of these other countries that are doing these operations, probably would have died. But Mm -hmm. you went to the best and that's why you're alive. Another interesting thing, I was so excited for you to be under for 12 hours and relax because I was just imagining how like incredible I'll be just be laying there just dosed out for 12 hours but tell everybody what you experienced for your 12 hours under I really thought I was home like doing dishes with Riker with Gunner running around like it was actually very stressful I was like okay gotta go here I'm not in time with this like just I mean not very stressful but it was like my daily life I was actually doing the whole time I was like are you here in time are you there I like literally had Gunner and Riker in the kitchen almost and running around And the time before that, I like went to a different galaxy and, you know, I saw all these stars and all this spiritual thing. And this time I'm like doing dishes, you know, the kids are fighting. It was like a whole thing. So, so yeah, that's incredible. But I'm alive. She had record views. So if you're one of her Snapchatters, thank you. Thank you. 99 million views on one day and then a hundred and on a week. I thought you know, a week was 120. Uh, the last 28 days has been 138 million wow. viewers. So, and then I the mean, past. And even it says surgery isn't popping. You tell that to the algorithm. So she's. You're deciding whether you're going to release the actual get cut up footage. You know, every time I even think about my surgery, that picture is ingrained in my mind, and I don't want that Why ingrained in anyone else's mind. Why did you? Well, watch I wanted it? to see myself being cut up. It's like, yeah, you know what? I actually do want to see you cutting me up. Why? Well, because <laughs> you couldn't pay me to watch somebody cut me up while I'm asleep. Because I want to see what it looked like and like all the work he had to do and what was happening and it happened to me and I was there. So it's like I might as well have had a visual and, you know, it's a little too graphic and I kind of wish I could unsee it. (laughs) It's like when the doctor told you to look at the last minute with the head popping out and I was giving birth. It's like I never think about the baby coming out of your body. I actually that image is not (laughs) on my third eye. 
it's kind of traumatizing. Yeah, no, I actually would like to find that nurse and send her a card. Yeah, but I am excited to go back to the doctor actually later today and get my final checkup because it's just a lot. I'm like, is everything okay? Is everything okay? Like every second, I'm just like feeling everything, hoping I didn't like move anything or that something didn't happen. And they said I could drive, but driving at first was like very painful and stressful. And it's just, it's been a lot. So you're just physically it's a lot and mentally it's a lot and it's all a blessing and I'm thankful and I'm totally not complaining. I'm just telling you what I've been going through. So it is really good and informative for what you've been doing. Just describing the experience because people say, Oh, it's nothing or this. And for some people, maybe it is, but people should see that it's, it's a journey. Yeah. And you're going under anesthesia. Who knows what that really does. It's like coming off of drugs for your body too. And that's a lot and hazy and tolling and you have all this trauma happening to your body. And then you have to take painkillers to do it. And then you can barely move your arms and stand up and you kind of have to like relearn to use your movements again. And then you have the pressure. (laughs) (laughs) I'm just saying, no, it is in the beginning. uh, I couldn't even like open uh, a drawer uh, and it's uh, like, well, how do I open uh, the drawer and how do I not injure uh, myself? And it's like uh, all these things. And then you're a mom or I'm a mom now which I never was before. So then it's a lot on top of that, wanting your kids there and still scheduling for them and coordinating and trying to take care of yourself. So it is, I'm excited for the outcome. I'm really excited to be in the place where I'm in. And I'm really excited to see my doctor to just look at me and be like, everything's okay. Just want that. I think we should get your doctor on the podcast. I know we have a different doctor coming on, but maybe, you know, because that way maybe he'll just get famous off us a little bit and then throw us a little like just a little coupon it's already in vogue spencer i know i know um another interesting thing that's changed our life that's come out of heidi's experience is we are now biohackers i don't know if you're like into biohacking and if you've heard of peptides but heidi and i have been injecting (laughs) ourselves with peptides uh multiple shots a day uh so just wait for just how awesome we're gonna be once these all like kick in like we're gonna be like 20 again yeah we're like just we're fighting at like aging right now so we're kind of like guinea pigs this is like fringe <laughs> gray area and i used to be really scared of needles and now you know i'm just trying to decide where i'm gonna hit myself with one <laughs> six times a day so that's been a big change you know so that's not recommending this not a, like a, a doctor advice just yeah we'll let you know though and the holidays are coming. So our holiday plans this year is to be with all of Spencer's family and we'll all go to his parents' house and have Christmas morning. So we'll do stockings at our house and like a quick morning present thing at our house and then go to his parents' house with his older sister who is awesome with her kids too. And hopefully his younger sister and just get all the family together. So We'll see how that pans out. But Santa is coming. Christmas is coming in our house. And we're excited for the healing on the brink. And I am just want to watch two more Christmas movies. That's like my goal. That's one of my... Mine too. Yeah. I actually am done with Christmas music because you've been playing it movies. for a year. No music. I can't do the music anymore. Every I put time... on piano. Christmas piano I know now. the songs. <laughs> um, so speaking yeah. of Christmas, we have Danny Pellegrino and the Jolliest Bunch Unhinged Holiday Stories, his new, incredible, I'm sure, best-selling book. I purchased the audiobook to support on chapter two. It's, it's lovely. I wish I had more free time, actually, to keep listening. So next up on the on your favorite podcast, don't forget to keep sharing and tagging us in them all over social, is Danny Pellegrino. This episode is brought to you by Anytime Fitness. We're not all professional athletes, but we all have health goals. That's why Anytime Fitness gives you access to personalized plans and support from a coach. Plus, you can track your training, nutrition, and recovery progress with the Anytime Fitness app, just like the pros. With 24-7 access to more than 5,000 gyms worldwide, get more from your gym membership. Visit anytimefitness.com to try it for free today. Terms, conditions, restrictions, all apply. See website for details. This episode is brought to you by Jiffy Lube. Cars can be a big investment, so it's important to take care of them. I once got a car that I started out with 25,000 miles on. I got it to over 200,000 miles because I took care of it. 
You know how you take care of a car? You take care of the maintenance, the oil, the brakes, all that stuff. And if you don't, you can have a car just completely fall apart. When your car needs maintenance, head to Jiffy Lube. They provide automotive excellence at speed. Get your oil changed, brakes checked, tons of other multi-care services. It's all done by expertly trained technicians who actually care about taking care of you and your car. Jiffy Lube, car more. To find coupons and start an instant online estimate, visit JiffyLube.com. OMG, we have a legendary <laughs> podcaster and I'm going to say best-selling author because if you have this many books, you're clearly a best-selling author. It's true. The I list is, you, I mean, you got like five books, but the one we're so excited about that I'm already on chapter three of is The Jolliest Bunch, Unhinged Holiday Stories. Thank you. Thank Danny. you for having me. I'm so happy to be here. Oh. And in the book, there's so many pop culture references. I feel like at some point there must be a Hills reference you know, somewhere there is. As- Hopefully it's only about Spidey because, you know, I'm going to have to skip it if it's about anybody else. No, it would be, of course. So what's up? Is it Monica you went on the uh, the long adventure with that likes to Oh, uh, Claudia. Claudia. Claudia, Monica, yes. Claudia, yes. Yeah, there, I took a cross country. There's a story in the book. I, I took a cross country road trip with like a friend of a friend of someone I worked with. And so I didn't know this woman. And uh, I'm from Ohio. And so she had just happened to be going back to Ohio. So I, I went with her and she ended up being like a little bit, cra- a lot crazy. Um, but I think what's so fascinating, you mentioned unhinged holiday stories. And I feel like everybody kind of has their stories around the holidays that they wind up in craziness or crazy situations. The whole time I was listening, I was like, I couldn't write this book because I don't think I've ever had anything this entertaining happen on any of my house. So I'm glad you oh, did for you. other thank people. You. So in the book, uh, it reminded me of one of our favorite characters from Identity Theft. Like I was picturing <laughs> oh. um, Melissa McCarthy. McCarthy. Yeah, yeah, on the trip yeah. with you. So he's in the car and then she thinks um, she's telling him about her love life. And he's talking about his package. She always pulls out, put it in my head. It ends up she likes having an unloaded gun to her head. She was into gunplay, <laughs> like sex. sexually. So that was exciting. And then they go into like a liquor store and she <laughs> makes him think that he was stealing something and sticks it in his pocket and he's freaking out. They get to the car. She pulls out that she's still like a Snickers bar and he, he pulls out of his it's like a like toilet paper. And he's like, you didn't even let me steal like anything good. And so I was like, I feel like I'm having like a weird out of body experience because of course I... I watch you guys forever and, and love you guys, but it's weird to hear you retelling the story that I told in the book because I'm just, I don't know, I'm having like a weird out-of-body experience because it's you two. It's Spidey and you're telling a story. That, anyway. It was that very was, meta. And then my other favorite <laughs> part, I'm early into the book that I purchased and I didn't take the free Yeah, we need everyone to given. purchase yeah. it. Yeah. Buy it, support authors. So Great audio books. as well. Thank oh, you. yes. Thank you. We Thank have you. commented several times on your audio. Thank you. so the, the delivery, your voice is just so, it's like ASMR. Thank and you. it's very authentic. You get to like really hear the stories and the situations and it just makes you feel more like you're sitting with a friend telling a story instead of just an audio book that's being read to you. Thank you. And I have a podcast, so I feel like I'm used to talking on a microphone and stuff, but it is a little bit of a different cadence from my show. On, on my show, I feel like I talk really fast and it's improvised and stuff. So the audiobook was fun because it's it's just different. And so it was- I also love, and it made me actually call my mom and then I, but she was like, and then I was like, I actually don't have anything to say to you. I was just calling you because Danny's book made me feel bad for like not appreciating your effort in doing these like traditional, you know, Christmas, get the family together and, and like not realizing how much stress and pressure you had on yourself. Yeah, there's and, so much. And I, everyone's like, why are you doing this? Like, and then I, so I called her and she's like, yeah, I was like, I actually don't have anything to say. I'm Did you at least tell her you love her and thank you? I mean, I'm energetic. Something, I, something okay. nice. I mean, no, but I did. It made <laughs> me feel guilty. And I was like, oh, that is because you. And is then Heidi I mean, the person in I your was going to say, yeah. what about me? I was just going to say, because before we even started we, recording, she's trying to get Polar, Polar Express tickets. So she obviously yeah. is the one. There's always someone in the family unit that like takes on all the holiday responsibility. Right. And it's a lot. 
It's do, a, yeah, it's a lot. and I want it to be like the most memorable moment and experience. And especially when they're little, you only have this time where they're as interested and captivated in the magic of Christmas. And this is like one of the prime years, you know. So there is a lot. He's six. Six is such a good age. It's for the perfect holidays, Christmas right? age. And so that's why we went to the Nutcracker and spent our whole Saturday with him sitting on my lap in the hot theater. Yeah. You know. Did and it was, like and I cracker? just, I could, I no, watched yeah. the stage, but I really was just watching his cracker. face like most of the time, you know, but it is important. It's important to have the family together. It doesn't matter if you like your family, if you don't like your family, if crazy things happen, it's like, it's about the magic of Christmas yeah. and getting everyone together. So what made you inspired to write a holiday book besides loving the well, holidays? I do think it is important to remember that like, we all try to do all the traditions and stuff, but usually we remember the chaos and we remember the funny memories and stuff like that. So it's never going to be perfect or as perfect as we want it to be. But I think the, the imperfect is what we end up remembering and looking back fondly on. But I was, my last book was called, how do I unremember this? And I was, each chapter is its own little story. And I was finding, as I was writing that book, there were a lot of holiday stories and uh, I am a holiday junkie. And so I I really had the hope that that book would do well enough that I would be able to do this one. And so I saved some stories that I had written for that other book. And then also um, when I was finally able to do this one, I was able to explore more holiday stuff. And so I just love the holidays. And it, it was just a dream of mine to be able to do this. I love, there's a book by David Sedaris called Holidays on Ice that I tend to pick up every year around this time and reread it. Or or I rewatch the same holiday movies over and over again uh, every holiday season. And so I wanted the book to have that. Like I wanted it to almost feel like Home Alone or Christmas Vacation and each story to feel like those holiday movies that we love or that I love and uh, can rewatch or, you know, retell. So that was kind of the dream. And um, I was lucky enough that the publisher let me do it. So. I mean, I'm all in. Do you guys have a favorite holiday movie? Is, is For there... Christmases. Oh, you like Four Yeah, yeah. My Reese Witherspoon, gosh. right? Yes. Vince yeah. Vaughn, Reese Witherspoon. We're, we're like five million views of that. Yeah. So pre being, because I'm obviously a very successful author, but I knew of you because my mom only listens to two podcasts, and that's Heather McDonald and you. Uh, so that's how when I called, we were talking about you. And How did you get into podcasting? Because I feel like you've been an OG when it wasn't like now, respectfully, everyone has a podcast. Like it's, you know. I started in like 2017 and I had been doing like stand up and sketch comedy around town, but I had fallen into a little bit of a depression or a lot of depression. And I thought I'm never performing again. I was ready to like kind of give it up. And uh, a friend told me, she got me a microphone and was like, you should uh, do a podcast because you could do your bits and everything from your house and you don't have to leave and go to these shows. And sometimes I was performing at like 1130 at night and I, I hated it. And it would be on a, it would be on a lineup with 10 other comedians or something, you know, when you're starting out, it's so awful. And so I thought for sure that I was done with all of that. And so I, a friend recommended to me, I started podcasting for my house and it kind of took off quicker than I would have expected it to, or, or that I had anticipated. And it just sort of snowballed from there. And then oddly enough led to like live performing and doing live shows again, which was unexpected, but uh, yeah, it was like 2017. And um, that was kind of like the reason why I started doing it. My show's called Everything Iconic. And even at the beginning, I didn't have access to anybody. So I would try to book guests that people I knew or people that I knew, uh, friends of friends and stuff like that. But I didn't know like celebrities or anything like that. So it was a struggle to get guests. So then early on when I was uh, doing the show, I thought, okay, I'll sprinkle in episodes where I'm recapping reality TV because I just don't have access to other people. And so then those are the episodes I think that really kind of started to snowball and, and probably I'm guessing your mom probably listens to the recaps if she likes reality TV, but, uh, yeah. So it, then it became this weird mix of celebrity interviews and then also doing these recaps of Bravo shows. I covered the Hills when you guys were the reboot. Um, and what do you think of the reboot? It was bad, right? Why? How would you, uh, oh my gosh. if you in a perfect world, what, What's it, the vision? It felt like, especially at the end, that everybody else besides you two really, or not, I think a lot of the other cast seemed to give up. Like, it seemed like they didn't want to do it. And I know you guys were filming. It was COVID, early COVID, right? Mm -hmm. But that last season, it was just so bland. And it felt like nobody wanted to do anything. Like, watching Audrina or whoever, Whitney, it's like, what are we doing here? None of you guys want to be on 
none of you want to be doing this. Like, it seems like every, maybe you want the paycheck of it, but that's how I felt as a viewer. Yeah, that's exactly that, what it was. Did you feel that way? Oh, yeah. 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 We had that those conversations. The on the, uh, on the episode guide. Was there anyone more worse about it? No, they all yeah, just, everybody. they all, we've said a bunch of podcasts, they all just wanted to do IG story, you know, like. But they all want fame so bad and money so bad. And so it's the weirdest. Yeah. Anyways, whatever. Yeah, They're just was, not TV stars. Yeah. And it, what happened is, they just got lucky. We all were really blessed back at a certain, the perfect place, perfect time, younger, everyone had different things. Comment sections weren't out. Now everybody is like so curated. So, um, what's the self editing image, image, image crafting. crafting. It's just and, a and whole everyone's different. concerned with like influencing. Yeah. I find that with, um, the, the show, the challenge, you guys watch that on MTV. I, I used to love I used every to love episode. Yeah. Is it that way now? No, I, I at least feel like it's gotten so watered down and mm. the original reality stars, like you guys, Johnny or Bananas. if you look at Trishel from Vegas or any of those old seasons of the real world, Yeah. <laughs> excuse me. Uh, nobody was concerned with influencing or, or their, their image or things like that. It was like people were authentically themselves and that's what made it so good. But now when I watch the challenge, it feels like a lot of the newer people that come on are so guarded and the, the show's shifted a bit too. It's like not as much about the interpersonal dynamics on the challenge. It's more about the the game. But I used to love those old seasons yeah. of the challenge. And what I loved about it was the dynamics between the people. But now it feels like everybody's just so concerned with their image. I mean, I'd almost fast forward through the challenges. I'm like, who cares yeah. what the challenges yeah. are? I can't wait till the drinks come out. Wes is fighting with Johnny Bananas. Here we go. Like that was the the night stuff that would come up. The people that were hooking mm -hmm. up. Yeah, it was such a different moment in time. And in reality TV, when like you're saying the authenticity of people being there, they were actually there and not so connected and concerned with this other world. Looking back, do you guys feel like you were guarded at all during the original run of The Hills? Or do you feel like you were like, let's do whatever? So I had two different experiences with The Hills. Uh, season one, I was just very authentic with myself. I was like, I don't care at all. Here I am. I'm on TV. Living life is the best thing ever. Um, I did a few. They only set up a few fake things. Like, can you crash Lauren's party? And I'm like, yeah, who cares? I don't care if anyone thinks I crashed Lauren's Vogue party. And then Teen Vogue. Teen Vogue party. <laughs> And then I think they just had like us go places, but like everything else was really authentic. There were only a few things even set up. And then uh, season two, I met Spencer and we started dating and then kind of doing a little on camera producing. And then season three on it for us, it was like very scripted. Yeah. So what do you, what are your thoughts with scripted storylines versus authentic storylines? Can you tell now, like with housewives, with reality TV. Yeah. On housewives in particular, cause that's what I feel like I focus on now, but the housewives, you can tell when there's something that's maybe set up by producers and I'm okay with those things, those, those moments, as long as, um, the cast, like kind of leans into them. If, if that makes sense. Um, I don't know. I think obviously authenticity is the best you can get when a housewife sort of breaks that facade. That's what's most fun or those hot mic moments. I love that. And I, with the hills kind of going back to the reboot, I always wished it, we could have seen the behind the scenes making of it a little bit more. And Bravo does that where they, Bravo will throw out a little of the breaking of the fourth wall on their shows. But I'm waiting for a show to like really dive in because even with the hills reboot, I think there could have been a great show about like you guys talking to the other cast members and being like, we gotta step this up. Like we gotta do something. This is nothing's happened or whatever it was. The conversation it would that would have been yelling. so juicy though. Yelling. But then that so was then when the you're, most drama. Yeah, I'm sure. Cause, and that's what I hear from people who work on these shows. It's like behind the scenes, like who's filming with who and what all that stuff. So do you think that is why the scan of all things was so big? Cause it finally felt like a real moment in reality TV where it's like, oh, they cheated. This is definitely real. Or even people didn't even want to believe it was real. People still thought it was fake. And I still don't know if it's real or not. But I'm saying, 
that do you think that's why that became such a cultural zeitgeist moment because we are still baffled why i know it's wild you know and in the new trailer <laughs> lala said my favorite thing i haven't watched it but heidi recorded so it could be telephone but i guess Lala's is like since when is the girl like it's cheating on now the most popping girl no becomes a god she said becomes a god yeah i know i wonder i or think it was like so weird I, I don't know that anything's ever happened like scandal or ever will happen again like that because it the interesting part about it to me was that it infiltrated like regular news. So it was on CNN and my parents who don't watch Bravo, they were asking about it. And so people who didn't even have any awareness of it, I think it was probably the cheating thing. I, I think it was like a heavy enough story that uh, it it was like a big of enough deal, but then also a lot of people I think related to the betrayal part of it. And so they were putting themselves in the shoes of of all of them, really. But I think mostly, most a lot of women were putting themselves in the shoes of Ariana. But everyone on that show has been cheated on or cheats. So why would that be a more spectacular moment? Like, I just don't get it. I personally didn't care at all. I was very disinterested. I'm like, okay, they're not married. They don't have children. They might have an open relationship. I have no idea what they're, they do or don't do. I do know that she said before, right, she was by on the show. Mm-hmm. And so I don't know what really happened there. So to me, it just seemed like kind of a mess, whatever, keep it moving type of thing. And then it just kept going. And they still share a house. I so know. I'm like, now is this really fake? Or are they milking this? Or are they crazy? Like, what is what is going <laughs> are on? They crazy? Yeah, like My what, a little crazy. there has to be another level. Well, I did going write, on. I did and co-write their, their book. book with them. Um so Fancy what's AF the cocktails. deal? And when it first dropped, I was surprised too because I never thought the show really showed them as strong of a couple as I saw them be. And um, in particular, I always used to say, like, I don't ever think Ariana used to come across on the show as she is. Like, she always kind of seemed over it or over the other people on the show. But she's so sweet and nice and whip smart and funny and all these things. And so... um, it was surprising when it happened, but I don't think it was made up. I mean, knowing them the way I know them, I don't, I don't think that was made up. And, and I think the house situation is like a kind of a strange thing because from what I understand, she's is sort of living somewhere else when she was doing dancing with the stars. I think she had another place. Um, and then they're trying to sell it, but it is crazy. I don't know. It's crazy that it kept <laughs> going on and that it still keeps going on. And, uh, yeah, it's like a weird event, but I don't know. It'll never happen again. I don't think another. Have you pitched them a book too? Well, Ariana just did a, another cocktail book, like a single. So the first Without one that I worked you? on, oh. well, because I was working on this. So oh, I okay, do, I was going to say. There was no, yeah, okay. no drama or anything. Check in here. No, no, I was supposed to do, I was supposed to do an event with her this week, actually for her new book, but uh, she got sick, so we couldn't do it. But um, yeah, I, I don't know if it'll ever happen like that again, but it is weird and does she know. understand why it's so big or is she like, whoa, why, why did all these opportunities come? I have a deep conspiracy, but I just don't know if like maybe NBC like paid off everyone to no, run it and reboot Heidi, the... I, you want to know Heidi's real or, conspiracy? I was going to say It was going to get canceled. I, I think that show was on its way it out. Was, it was bad, sure. no, right? Like, I would say yeah. my next conspiracy. Oh, I didn't know if you wanted to be in that type of boat. I was going to say, or are they part of the Illuminati? And then she got a new boyfriend, girlfriend, part of the group. I don't even know what. And they're like, we, all right, just leave him and we're going to go hot and hard and I'm going to make you rich and famous and you're in. Well, like I wonder, they, it's like a sacrifice. It is no, sacrifice but, her relationship. Like, is that what I think by the end of this, no, I don't Which think parties that's, is she going to? <laughs> I don't think that's true because I bet you by the end of this next season, the feelings will change with all of them because what Bravo does consistently, they take you on a roller coaster. They ne- no one's ever the darling of Bravo for a long period of time. Bethany. She, not anymore. Yeah, so exactly. You could look at any one of the Bravo celebrities and it's like they have a really good season and they're the star. You look at Erica Jane came in, great yeah. season, first two seasons and terrible. And now she's having another great season. And so it always happens on a smaller scale. But so I, without even knowing what happened really on the upcoming season, I bet you by the end, Audiences will like Tom a little bit more. They there's still people who hate him, I'm sure. And I think probably the opposite is true. And I think that maybe is even starting to happen um 
you know, feelings change and seeing someone on sort of this pedestal, even though I don't think she had anything to do. I think she's just kind of going with the flow and making her coins and as she should, right? Oh, she is slaying. I am very impressed with her. Yeah, like, yeah. You get both of them cash in. Great. I'm all for success and money. And it just was shocking that it was so big. But I love anyone, especially in reality TV, that is successful and re- Builds the brand, so I am not hating at all. I was just yeah, shocked. Yeah. Like, Heidi, are you pitching yourself to Illuminati right now? It's, no, oh, I'm yeah, not yeah. willing okay. to sell Wait, my soul. Do you really soul, think Illuminati is real, a real thing, though? Do you, yeah. Yeah. Okay. Do you? I don't know. I don't. Have know you been much invited? No, obviously um. not. But maybe I need to get it. But I don't really. Well, know Well, next about year, it. if I see you on all these covers and Dancing with the Stars, and <laughs> oh, I'm gonna know what okay, happened. Know. You, I still am shocked though that Tom didn't spend some of the you know special forces money or maybe mass singer money or any of these to hire like a hit songwriter producer and like actually put out respect like a hit song like a good record. Do you guys like, know how much you would make from something like Special Forces? Like I have no. Concept it's like a hundred grand, probably. Okay, for the yeah, hundred twenty maybe. Okay, that's fascinating to me. Yeah, I don't know. I think, but he was the prop- face of it. Yeah, so marketing wise, like, those billboards yeah. is like eighty million dollars in like grand. <laughs> I'm driving, and I just sent Spencer a photo. I was shocked that I saw him on the side of a, a Fox building. I was like, just Tom Sandoval on the road. I'm like, this is. Unbelievable. Good for them. I am not hating. Yeah, yeah. That's what the clear. Hills reboot needed, though. It needed a scandal moment. At we, the had end. Like, we had we them. We had them. Was, oh my, what happened? Every, give me, this, can you give I me an example? It makes me think there's a conspiracy. And I don't even <sighs> want to get in the drama because it's not worth, like, now I'm not getting paid to talk about these people, but multiple, like, very suspect. Like, Brody and Kaylin had an open marriage or whatever, and we're, like, open about it, but, like, not. And so that was like a whole different level. They weren't really legally married when they told everyone they were. I mean, there was like a million things going on. Brody and Justin Bobby got in like a fist fight on the beach almost. And they didn't even air it because we got shut down for COVID that weekend. So we had a mask on the weekend that masks didn't exist yet. And they don't use that. Like there was so much just like, no. And then all refilm stuff. Didn't you guys refilm a season or something like that? Yeah, we refilmed a lot of it. It was just like because they didn't want to show the like the no masking protocols, but COVID hadn't existed yet. So all you have to do is write another little pre COVID. Okay, enough of the hills. I think our listeners have heard enough of the hills. Okay, what is your favorite TV show? What are your favorite Bravo celebrities, as you would say? Is that what you call them? Bravo celebrities? I love that. I'm loving Salt Lake City Housewives. Do you guys watch The Housewives? I used to watch every episode of every season, and now I can barely catch one a month. approached you to be on it? I'm actually like banned Itching. from being on it why they said i would you think i'd be a good housewife yeah, yeah. yes yes <laughs> i know we just need i think it would be a it. controversial pick i think a lot yeah. of people, it would be a love it or hate it kind of thing but i think that makes the best housewives so where would you put andy me? said oh because she's already on that other show yeah everyone sent me what about Lisa Renna? She was yeah. famous for being. I said that. Oh, you said that. He said that about no, um, I said that. too. He said that w- in regards to her joining Jersey. I think he said it's like she was on sort of a different type of show. But I, I like that when they do that kind of crossover stuff or bring in someone that I know from another show or something. I would love to see you on Beverly Hills. Do you know any of the Beverly Hills women? I know. I've met Kyle several times. I know. I met Teddy with, several times. I'm with Kyle's alleged. Girlfriend. Oh yeah, yeah, that'd and be that a good way. way you could come in, like, because this is. I just all... start being in the background. Like, uh... Hello, <laughs> Spencer would make a good house husband. I, he uh, would. Like, he'd be we messy. Would be yeah. That's so what was good. so funny listening to Marcus Jordan. Jordan. I just, you know, I forgot who his dad was. Um, <laughs> so, oh my gosh, he was like, "Yeah, the the husband's over." Like, you know, I'm like, "You must be new at this, bro," because the, all the ones I've seen, the husbands are all up in the drama. So I think he just needs another season Mm -hmm. to get into the drama. No, he was on that episode. I think it was the week before where literally all the husbands got up and they're like, we're not getting in the drama. And they walked out the room. Sometimes they They did. Some of the husbands are messier than other husbands. Yeah, those husbands are not. Yeah, you would be a messy one. They're all like rich and they're all like, you guys go make. How's your mansion? (laughs) 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 Or I could see Orange County or, you know. There is, I'm willing to move. Yeah. I could go to Salt Lake. Salt Lake would be so good. I could. I would really. I would, I would die to see any of you Hills women on 
one of the no, Hell just wives. me. They would all suck. I, they weren't even would, good on the reboot. They they can't. Would truly I would be my be top choice. Or Kristen would be. Kristen good, but should I would just now that she's literally airing all her business out on her podcast. She should just do Real Housewives in Nashville and just turn her little dating podcast into like hooking up on Christian these shows. is such a good reality star. Yes. And I think I watching her show the very cavalier was so upsetting because I love her so much. And I just was like, it felt so bland. It was so exciting when you and Audrina came on, but it felt so bland. And I just wish, I don't know. I, I feel like Kristen could, is like such a good reality star. It just, and you too, we just need to find like the, the right outlet. For that it. was a problem with that show is because they held her back so much that what's her face outshined her on her own show and that's what was the destruction of the like what was Who? her name the shannon? Red? shannon shannon yeah like yeah shannon's great but kristen is more entertaining than shannon so you're giving shannon the a content when i think jay was just shannon a huge a great, factor yeah, yeah jay was just like i think it. jay i went to when we went to nashville we went in his house and i asked like because i'm very big on shoes off in the house and i was like hey uh, you know, Kristen's like, just come in with it. But Jay walked by. I'm like, is it okay? Like, because he was looking at me with a death stare. And I was like, should I, I can definitely take my shoes off. And he didn't even say hi to Adrena and I or anything. He just like looked at us and walked out the room. And I was just like, as a human being, you can't even say like, hi, welcome. Nothing. Wouldn't even talk to us. Wouldn't even. So I was like, that is a really hostile environment for like film crews and everyone to be mm. in. And like Kristen's dealing it with it on her own. And obviously they ended up going their own ways. So that's, that's a really hard. Funniest part is he is the thirstiest person really? on the internet. Now that he's not with her, his last TikTok that is what she's like playing a Taylor Swift song. Like, Oh, this is like really trendy. I'm like, bro. Kristen had, must had, be like. You had Kristen Cavallari. You had a your you own show. Gone. Yeah. You could have yeah. gone all in and now you're making TikToks trying to get in with Swifties, bro. You are the There was frustrating rookie. stuff on that show too about one of her friends who like was, they were having like a falling out or something towards the end of the run of the show. And, but it was all confusing to the viewer and they just sort of dropped it randomly. Cause it you know seemed like about? that friend was like hooking up with Jay. Yeah. Right. Wasn't there yeah. something yeah, there? And like, then it, but yeah. it just was dropped from the show and it's like, well, there's obviously something good going on there. That show, yeah. It was so good. Was good. I loved it. Um, so what are your other favorite shows? What else do you watch? So I watch pretty much every, I, mean, I watch a lot of stuff. I just, la I scripted and otherwise, but last night I watched that Julia Roberts movie. Did you see that on Netflix? No, is it's it good? Like kind of an end of the world type cyber attack thing. It like, oh. really fucked me up in the head. Like it was, the that's what Marissa was just telling me about. Yeah, it was, it was good, but it crazy. But, yeah, and then I watch a lot of reality TV and I cover most of it on my show. But So back to the authentic yeah. reality TV stars, I'm not, sorry, Sally, I'm not caught up on Jersey Shore. Do the Jersey Shore still come off authentic or do they still feel like now they're business influencer? Like, how, how do they balance being? I think Jersey Shore, it was really boring for a while, the reboots or the family vacation mm -hmm. one. And then when Sammy came back, I felt like it reinvigorated it for a, a little while. And then it felt like they stretched that out too much. And it was like, everybody was waiting to see her confront Ronnie and like have that moment, but it just felt like it stretched out too long. That was my take on it. So then it, it kind of feels like it got back in that dip of boringness again, but I love all those people. And I think they could, there were like flashes of a really great show. I thought this season more so than there had been for a few years because yeah, it's a weird setup of a show too, because they're just going on these vacations together. And so there'll be these long breaks in between they see each other. And then it is, it is very set up how they bring them all together. And, um, but they're, when it's good, it's really good. It just, I mean, maybe that their heart's not in it as much anymore. And obviously, like people like Snooki are in a different place in their lives. So the Snooki we remember from back in the day when she's drinking and and being a mess is not always there anymore. So that's an adjustment too. But I still think there's some really good in there. Just kind of get lost. But I loved seeing Sammy back. Was I was saying to Heidi, what a rookie! Like you waited out all these million dollar millions, millions, millions to like then do it. And then like, you could have just like, do you ugh. think, I wonder how much, I mean, I keep not enough paychecks, compared but... to how much, I mean, they make millions. So yeah. she gave up millions yeah. to then pop on. She still got a check, but it's like, if you're going to hold out, hold out and just don't go for that last check, even though it was I'm sure a great check, but I was like, what a rookie. It's almost like yeah. Raquel. Like what? Yeah, I'm surprised that Raquel's not coming back. I I want to start DMing her and be like, 
It's too late. Call and apologize. Send Baskin some flowers. They could redeem you. You could. They would have redeemed you. Of course. Opening scene, mental health facility in a white freaking little pillows all around. We're just like, uh. But she's also, um, you know, has her own heartfelt story in this that she who knows what the background was and what this situation was and then being hated on I, a, I getting on the side of a cheater this is the hottest i'm not I've on the heard. side of a cheater i'm How just saying oh, from a different perspective yeah, cheaters have perspective i don't know wow. if maybe oh they gosh. both hooked up with her and that was a thing and then it was a thing well i don't know i'm just saying i don't know just throwing out yeah maybe they're all in allegedly illuminati party maybe they all fucking come with that's pretty much what I need. Well, yeah. now... <laughs> I'll so, fuck the heads of Bravo. <laughs> yeah. They're all in the presidents And they're all in the Illuminati. From France. Um, but so, they yeah. would have made her more likable. And they would have had some people get behind her. And they could have showed her side of it and brought her through. And, like, people forgot that. Lala was... All these people were cheaters. And all had their the different storylines. The interesting thing, I think, about the upcoming season for them is going to be watching kind of um they won't show it as much but i think knowing reality tv enough to to watch it and be like oh i could tell that person didn't really like that person but they're pretending because all the clouds over here yeah the clouds over here or trying to understand like that's what i think is going to be really fascinating is to to see those dynamics and seeing people like sheena and whoever kind of second guess in their heads because i'm imagining that's going to happen a lot they're probably thinking oh well ariana is the loving one Or they might be thinking two steps ahead and maybe thinking, oh, well, Tom, people will like him eventually. So maybe we should saddle on up to him or I don't know, whatever it is. Those are going to be That's what happened at BravoCon. Because, right, Sheena supposedly went in the room where Tom was. So she's already kind of like. Well, that was in the trailer. So they draw a line in the sand, too. And then they say to her, like, she's not going to be cool to to Sheena. She's not going to be cool with you being friends with Tom, like you're going to lose her as a friend. So you were at BravoCon. Who were your favorite cast members? Oh, it was so fun. I mean, it feels like you're at Disneyland or something because there's just all these characters that you watch on TV just sort of walking around. Uh, but, it's Princess of Salt Lake City. Yeah, it's so weird. It's like, uh, and then some of the people you're like, I think I know that person. Then it's like a, a third tier cast member from Southern Charm or so not even like a main cast member. And you're like, seeing everybody run up and take pictures of them. We're going to BravoCon you next to go. year. Yeah. We are going. And he's like, I said you could not be your housewife, and now you're showing up at BravoCon. We are 100%. I can see you both also on like another show, not a housewife show, but like a, maybe not Vanderpump, but something like that. Doesn't... Well, we tried to get on the Valley rules. But oh yeah, they got the new one like, coming. Maybe maybe season two. We maybe told season... Sally and we go to Jersey. No, we'll be on the Jersey Shore. The just... Valley show would be perfect for we you We said we would move Allegedly to the valley for the show. Well, we would travel we get to the an valley. Airbnb I don't think we'll move season. to the valley, but we'll travel. You'll get, you'll we would go definitely, there I'll go over the hill. I would bartend at Jackson's <laughs> if the cameras are rolling. You know? See, that's, he gets into trouble. I think we'll keep you. No, I mean, I do clear daytime the bar. Shift. Yeah, Not okay. to do behind too much behind the scenes, but that's another factor into like what's going to be interesting watching on the new season of Vanderpump Rules is they're also going to have to set up the spinoff. And it's going to be interesting to see how they edit people because it's like Jax is going to have his own show and we see him in the trailer for the new season. Yes. So I'm assuming he's probably filming one or two scenes of Vanderpump Rules and then that'll be setting him up for the spinoff. But they're going to have to make him sympathetic because Bravo put a bunch of money into a spinoff right. around these people. Right. right? Yeah, these are the luckiest. I'm, I mean, again, I'm not jealous. Jealousy <laughs> is not from God, how he tells me. But good for all of the, they brought them back from the dead. They, they were, I think they were done. No, they were, yeah. they went to the graveyard and they dug, they moved tombstones, they dug them up and now they have trailers. And they are like the Kardashians though and Jersey Shore where every cast member does all the work. It's yeah, not like that was our problem. It's like, oh no, let's all do one storyline. It's like, no, Everybody needs a storyline. Everyone's throwing it. Everyone's left and right. When I saw that trailer too, it's like every single person is bringing their A game with hair, makeup, Mm. their entourages, their whatever. It is a priority to everybody to be all in and to get the most camera time. That's how you win, you know? So when Lala was going at it with Katie, I was like, yes, this is what every show, you know, 
I actually couldn't be on any show because I am so like unhinged thirsty for cameras that I think I I would just be pushing people out of the way like my seat. (laughs) What's that girl in in Charlie the Chocolate Factory? Baruka. I always think um, Sheena really knows how to play the reality TV game. Like she knows how to. Yeah, I think they. I think there's been a few times where they've tried to maybe get rid of Sheena, and but she always kind of knows how to like maneuver enough to get back in there we saw her when i was pregnant and she was like yeah i'm not on it anymore they said i'm not a main cast member you know and it was like this whole thing and she i every time i see her i'm like yes go shoot her get back in there you got that yeah, check you got it girl, you got it, girl. Know. Back in that show. and this season she like it comes out that she made out with tom schwartz yeah. and it's like it's, okay good job she you know what to keep yeah. this train moving the, but i don't know what it's exactly like they all have these jack in the cards they bring out like Voila, magic. Voila, magic. And from look 10 at the, years the, ago. the way it's boosted all of their profiles and, and monetarily, like that was fascinating at BravoCon to see the brands that were uh, sponsoring BravoCon. It was all the like really big brands. Like, like it wasn't, Coca-Cola it wasn't like the cheap layer. McDonald's. It was, yeah, it was uh, Lay's and State oh. Farm and like these big brands. And so even I, I can only imagine what they're making like on these influencer deals because they're big ariana's doing big brands yeah she got glads trash bags you know what they glad should do right now is uh like the trash takes itself out oh yeah marketing with the swifties wait speaking of swifties i forgot to tell you i got brought you guys friendship bracelets i know you're swifties they say iconic so i can't reach because i just had surgery but thank you but uh i'm sort of a new swiftie thank you since which album well, which... I, my boyfriend was like, it became a big Swifty this year. And so I always liked her, but I was never really like Icon, huge on it. You. And then we oh went to God. the Paris tour and it was like the best time. <laughs> <laughs> nope. It was Wait, so much Icon. Which, where did you go in LA? Was, yeah, here in yeah, LA. No, it, was it was like the best time. That's ever. what I was telling Heidi though, because, you know, she was like, I want to perform. I know. I'm like, honey, after you go to Taylor, like there's just, you can't do that. Like you're better off doing just reels. Like we went to a really amazing show and uh, and the whole time I'm thinking, I'm just, I can't see yeah, another show after I, yeah. you see 500 dancers, 40 backup singers. All those songs. TVs out of the sky, you know, fighter jets flying around. It's just, it's you know, hard I to went just... to a sh- another show and it was frustrating because at Taylor's show, she does all those songs. And then to go to another show where somebody's doing like a medley or or truncating the songs into like, little 10 second or 30 second things and i'm like man i want the whole song i love that song you know yeah. and, and to hear the old stuff too so that was really it was just the best time i for, had a great time for your podcast you do the reality but do you also call like cover pop culture like are you on the selena gomez like drama in the comments section and that type stuff a or? little bit mostly i stick to reality tv stuff but i do interview celebrities and stuff and if there's like a bigger story sometimes we'll talk about it but and actually just because we're talking about vanderpump rules too i met selena gomez at tom tom one time which was like the craziest thing and she we like sat her, i was with katie maloney and katie's mom and selena and her friends like watched vanderpump rules or something so we like went over and kelly clarkson was also at like the next table oh my gosh and it was like the weirdest night of my life because it was like kelly clarkson was like right next to me here we took a shot with her group because they're kelly didn't even watch vanderpump rules or something but her the people she was with did and then selena was like across the way and yeah, I, I was sitting at the table and Katie Maloney's mom, like they left to go to Selena Gomez's table and Katie Maloney's mom's like, Danny, come here. And she calls me over to the booth and like, she's like, take a picture with Selena Gomez, you know? And like, so she you got the photo. We got the photo. Oh, yeah, oh she organized gosh. it. Katie Maloney's mom, but Terry, we love her. Uh, but it was the weirdest night. Yeah. But they, I think Selena watches. I could be, I, I think she, yeah. Is Katie Maloney music kills on Instagram? So I think if they want to start doing, you know, show bridges here, I was telling Heidi, I don't know if you saw that she's now best friends with Caitlin Bristow this weekend. And oh, they yeah, did yeah. this whole like weekend and now Caitlin Bristow's single. If they brought Caitlin Bristow into Vanderpump. There's the connection. I mean, all of a sudden Ariana's like, maybe she's not the bachelorette. You know what I'm saying? Oh, there you go. It's there just, you go. I'd watch that. I I would. I mean, I would die. And also, just the idea of getting to see Heidi. I would like to see you in a studio on TV doing new music. I know you released that new song, which is fantastic. Thank Bad you. boy. Thank you. Um, but 
yeah, I would, I would just love to see you in the world of Bravo, like going to a studio. I love when the housewives do that when they go to the recording studio. Yeah, like Erica Jane, she has done an incredible job at creating a pop career, continuing to promote it, doing her rehearsals and translating into becoming a pop star on that. Obviously, she had great funding. Um, Other people's money, though. I'm sure her ex probably no, paid for it. Yeah. Stolen, oh, okay. stolen money. Yeah. It's still unclear you know, where the money came know. from. We well, don't she know. definitely, yeah, the, she... the earrings are hers, all right? She just oh, yeah, she owns she them now, yeah. Them. Well, good for her. Are you going to do new music? Are you... So I have, I have, you know, one, one step at a time here. Okay. Yeah, but we do have some new songs coming out from The Vault. I love that. From... Can we get a new, can we get a holiday song from you? I yeah. just wrote oh, one yesterday. No, okay, I need Heidi, Spencer, we need I am seriously, don't play that. That's a hit. That's no. A Heidi don't. hit me with a voice memo of the I new did. holiday song last night. For real. You know you're a real singer when you just, you know, write and perform <laughs> voice memos and text them. You know what? I think if I send that to a producer. They could they would probably Shana and Lala that. just came out with a holiday song. It's fantastic. Really? Yeah, it's like something slay. I only listened to it once, but I'm it, was, it was good. Yeah. Okay. I, I was okay. sent that really good song that that producer was saying that you should cover the, the come the titties come down the chimney or something. Oh, it was, I'm like, was first the, of all, you, there's a song I know which one you should do, and you should team up with you could team okay. up with somebody else. There's a song by this group called The Weather Girls. Okay, they did that song. It's raining men in like the yeah. 80s, right? They did a song called Dear Santa, Bring Me a Man. And I'm like dying for somebody to cover it. It's very like kitschy, campy. Uh, it's a duet. It was done as a duet, like two women. And I just, I need two women to come together and do that song. Because it's like, gay people love this song too. It's, I think it's maybe appeared on one of the seasons of Drag Race or something. But gay people love it. And I feel like it's so prime for two reality people to do it. What about Heidi and Slater? I was thinking Slater. Maybe she'll yeah. redo maybe it with she'll me. she'll do that because of its campiness. You yeah. just have to let me come to the studio if you do Okay. It. Well, like the studio done. will be here. Yeah, it's actually okay. across the hall. Yeah. We, we already we, talked we, to Spotify. Wait, it must be so weird for you guys, though, that your music is have this new life now. Huh. Weird is really good word. Yeah, it. it's because when I came to your podcast the last time years ago when we first met, I remember telling you how much I love "I'll Do It," and it like blew up. And gay people, I think we kind of knew that song, and we knew a lot of your music and body language, which is so fucking good. Thank you. But it's now all of a sudden had this crazy life. Yeah, it was such Deservedly a so. it was a blessing to see it so many years later. So I just did an interview with Paper Magazine and they were asking me about it and premiering Bad Boy. And what I said to them was that it's so interesting in life when you think something is over and a chapter is over. And I kind of had a mourning for that not being as successful as it was. And so many things were ending at the same time. The Hills was ending. Mm. We were having, you know, problems with our families. We were moving. There were, you know, the, the plastic surgery was still recovering and that just came out. And I lost my QVCD. There were just so many things that it kind of overshadowed the miss of superficial not being as big as I wanted and that launch and all that energy and time that Spencer and I both put in. I mean, Spencer was there every second of everything mm -hmm. and we both were up till 2 a.m. and hustling and making deals and we just put our lives into it during the hills and we kind of had the hills on the back burner and that was like kind of our day job paying for things. We'd be like, great, what, what should we say and get this done with as fast as we can because we need to go to the record label. Anyways, so it was such a blessing that years later, to have it come forth was almost a bigger blessing than at that time. And to have that song and to have that moment and that recognition and to have all these different platforms, new generation to like it, that older generation or those hardcore fans. So it just was, it was really What's great. your favorite of your old stuff? Ah, it's so, it's so hard. I love, um, Turn Your Head. I love Blackout. I, lo I mean, all of them. I, each of those songs are really like my favorite. Like we went through so many songs to have. Do you think it was like your guys' public image or something that, or what do you think it was that, or just all those things that were happening, the hills coming to an end or, or like why I wonder. So I'm going to reference, we, Heidi was signed to Warner through Todd Moskowitz, who's the president of the label. And he was so excited. Warner was going to get behind it. And he said, he called this and he's like, this isn't going to happen. And I'm like, what do you mean? He's like, Viacom said they're doing whatever they can to block the success of this because they want to keep Heidi as like, she just quit Bolt House. 
and now she's just fighting with Spence. Like they didn't want to break the fourth wall of having, you know, he's like, so our hands are tied. Like, he's like, we need, you know, these are opportunities that just as Warner, we get her on all these things as just our artists, but they're not letting. Mm -hmm. So that right there is a major thing. If you have a conglomerate, that's like, we're blocking this. So then the label's like, we're not, we're not putting money up. If we're having conglomerate tell us this isn't going anywhere. Then we were too polarizing with so much negativity. And then also like you look at uh, art pop, like Interscope spent $90 million to market that. It was a dud. Like yeah. takes back then without social media, you, we didn't factor that in. We spent almost 3 million of our own money making a hit record that a label would have probably spent 10 million to make that. But we didn't factor mm. in realistically, we should have just taken body language and spent $3 million on marketing, gone on tour for that, just pushed yeah. that and been a one hit wonder. But did you ask what re-sparked the... No, no, what stopped it? Yeah, I, I was kind of oh, wondering oh. what... But I'm also oh. curious about that too. Like, was there a moment that you feel like recently sparked the love of the music? It was that fashion show that debuted it um, at the beginning of the year and then TikTok and in China and everything. Mm. Um, they, nowadays, though, reality TV is different too. So if you guys were on a show, I think it would follow the making of that. Yes. Right? And so that'd be also advertising. I think yeah. so too. I think we wouldn't have been as famous if it had been a real show. Have you heard from Elsie anytime recently? I mean... I, you know, have dreams her, about her often. I invite her to all Heidi's, you know, events. I just slide in, just like, yo, we'd love to have you there. I would love and, to. You know, I, I, we I need like a sit, like millennials like myself, like we need a sit down she, between all of you. She would for money. If you came with, you know, she's a businesswoman. If we came with like 5 million cash, she'd be sitting on that couch. You know, at the end of the day, I do think that there's always going to be, and she, whether she would admit it or not, like we'll always have a love for each other. You know, like we really did have a really good friendship at one point. And I did talk to her when she thought that Spencer and I were divorcing. I talked to her when we did like she made reach that out up. or something. No, I called her and oh. she was like, come down, come see me. And then um after she found I told out you so. <laughs> after she found out it was just a publicity stunt, I called her this? again. This was 2009, okay. 10. After she found out it was just a publicity stunt, I called her again a few years later and she answered and just talked to me and it was just like a normal conversation. She's like, how are you? How is everything? And like answered. And I have friends that she doesn't answer their call, you know? So, um, yeah, I had her phone number and I reached out and she's like, well, I hope everything is well. And that was kind of last time I talked to her was years ago. Go fund me probably. People would love, people would die. That would be like everywhere to just, because it's been so long. But you look at Paris and Kim and you look at Paris and Nicole and you look at these people who had crazy public falling outs and they forgive each other mm-hmm. and they move forward. And now they're like better, super famous friends. And if she was a little more forgiving I, or cared more, she would do that. But she's like one of the toughest. Like, is it? Do you think she's stubborn? Is she, yeah, yeah, that's what I mean. Yeah, she's yeah. like so stubborn. And I think publicly wouldn't like that i guarantee you when we get back from china and heidi is a global pop superstar i guarantee you we won't even have to pay she'll be like can i please come on your podcast it's such a missed opportunity i'm like man it would I, help her. I think it would be great for i don't what are her i know she has a bunch of brands and stuff now oh yeah but i feel like it would be the easiest press for her brands and you know she would be able to kind of call the shots of like all that stuff but like you guys, her, everybody, I think would be so excited to see that. I could be I think in a so dunk too. tank and then like the skit is Heidi and Elsie are like chatting and while throwing the baseballs, like trying to dunk me into like something like, like, like a sewer or something. It'll happen one day. I don't Maybe. know where or when, but I think somewhere, somebody will throw a bunch of money at it's, all you guys. It's going <laughs> to get to the point where people are not going to know who we're talking I to often about. have uh, dreams. Okay. We have a... <laughs> See, Funny this is why game I can't come you, and talk to you guys because I just want to ask Hills questions. Okay, you know, and then I the know. comment section I already knows. So we just respond in the comment section. Oh my God, they're still talking about the Hills. Okay. Well, blame me. I'm no, the I'm, I'm, for it. I'm a reality okay. lover. I just... fucking love the Hills. <laughs> and if I'm going to sit across from the two of you guys, I'm going to have to ask some so, goddamn Hills questions. Thank you. And you know what? There's going to be a lot more people who are in those comments or beyond those comments who are going to be happy that I sat and asked you guys about some Hills shit. Oh, great. Because that's what most people are excited. 
I mean, most Hills fans like myself, we want to know some of these. I agree. Tell them, Danny. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Thank you. But we love you too. Yeah, we love you too. We love you too. Listen next week. Go download everything. Don't say anything mean. Um, Okay. We have this game called Jolly or Folly. Okay. So this game is about reality TV scenarios. And if it's good, fall, you know, like if it's Jolly or Folly. Okay. Going after someone's marriage or children. Of folly. Yeah, I think that's hard. I, I always like it when they, people stick to the cast. You know, I and I always kind of put myself, unless the husband or someone is a main cast member, I think that's fair game. But I don't like when it's someone who's very clearly doesn't want to be on the show and they sort of bring them into it. Mm. Okay. Throwing a drink at someone during an argument. Oh, I'm, I mean, yeah, in real life, no, but in t- TV, yeah, jolly. <laughs> Jolly. I like watching it. <laughs> Bonus on your check for next season. Because um, we don't promote violence and all that yeah. stuff. Right, right. Because yeah, liquid now is a felony. Is it really? It's a salt. Yeah. Well, so is spitting. Yeah, so yeah. I think of so. spitting. I you just throw the rules. We don't spit anymore. We don't throw Maybe we throw it like super. right off, like away <gasps> from the person, but like throw it. You know what I mean? Yeah, just kind of a little. So you, then they could tease it, and then, right. but it doesn't actually hit the person. It looks like it. Swearing at or in front of children. Oh, I'm jolly. Yeah. My my parents always swore in front of me and, and I swear now too. That's probably why. But yeah, I fucking love it. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Um, questioning if someone actually has cancer or not. Oh, that is weird. Are you watching the my did you ask Larsa about that? We danced very, around know, it. Larsa is very tough good um to talk to because She's very powerful energy. And when you start asking something, she almost, I don't know, she's psychic. <laughs> she almost, she's like, gets in your head and then you like, want to stop. I'm like, oh, I'm not getting paid enough to have it. What did she say? I'll, I, don't I don't know. But yeah. I so. interviewed her and in I, I did the Miami panel at BravoCon. And so it was all the Miami cast. And it was so intimidating because it was, there's a big cast of them. But she was great. Who is your favorite? Uh, I like Alexia on, on um, and Adri- Adriana on Miami. She's like a good reality TV star. She's yeah. only like a friend of, but to me, I watch it. I'm like, she's working so much harder than a lot of the main cast members. Wasn't she an original? Yeah, she was. Yeah. Okay. Um. So what is Do you it? swear in front of your kids? No. No. Okay. I feel like I heard Heidi swear once this year. What was it the other day? Was, I sorry, just said. The F word. Asshole. Oh, you said asshole. You said the F word the other day and it was like. I wanted to call the news. <laughs> did, did you laugh? Or, I love yeah, it. Yeah, yeah. you yeah. Like, Please. Yeah, okay, what about the cancer question? Oh, um, no, I don't like that. I don't like it. Yeah. No, I, uh, folly. Hiding something that's going on in your life from the cameras or show. Uh, as a viewer, uh, folly. I don't like that. Yeah. Yeah. Fake storylines made for the show. It's it's a fine line. I don't have the right answer for that. I think it's just sometimes the fake stuff works really well for me. And it's fun. I think maybe humor is the element that I think is important on that. Like if it's a fake storyline, but it's it's funny and silly and weird or whatever I'm in. But if it's just sort of like fake and obvious for drama or or I don't know, it's a fine line. I think sometimes it works. Sometimes it doesn't. Speaking Bye. of fake storylines, how good would it be if Tom and Ariana got back together this season? I mean, there's so many, yeah. Yeah, there's so many different ways that I think could be really good. I, I don't know if we're going to get juice. I, I'm curious if we'll get like a juicy season or not. So I don't know. who did you side with in the split? Ooh, Are you friends Ariana. with both of them? Oh, yeah, you're yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, okay. I mean, it, I thought to me at least it seemed very clear of like he was in the wrong. And yeah, but I do feel like it got kind of so, I, I felt bad for everybody involved because I just felt like there was a moment when it was all happening with the scandal where I just thought, man, I don't know that anyone could go through something like that. It, it just seems so hard. And even with when you guys probably back in the day when, you know, you felt maybe the public opinion going after you too much. I just feel like how could anyone? So I couldn't survive something like that. Like that would be so hard for me if like the whole world was just yelling at you and calling you names and mad at you and everything. And and again, rightfully so. I think he fucked up and did horrible things. But it it did kind of it, with. Rachel and Tom and, and Ariana too. It just felt like it got like such a fever pitch or I don't know if I'm articulating yeah. myself right, but it just felt like, ah, uh, no one should have to go through that. I don't know. It's weird. And this is what, um, I forget who said this in our podcast before, but when someone becomes an it, 
um, or like a thing. Mr. TMZ. What Van Man, said that, was, that when something that. becomes an it instead of a person, you're almost desensitized and you don't feel for them anymore. And I feel like that's kind of mm. what almost happened with them. Like that thing became so catastrophic that you're almost desensitized to the cheating scandal and story. Cause all you see is them like making money and capitalizing and s- smiling mm-hmm. for the cameras. And so you kind of lose the, the humanity. T- yeah. The humanity yeah. of the. And look, I have a podcast that. I was going on when that was all happening. Like every episode talking about it and stuff. And I'm sure I said, really, I kept calling him a demon <laughs> and I still will call him a demon. I mean, he did horrible things. But, he was possessed. Yeah. Was demonic. Was demon. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. The, but, they got them. The Illuminati. Hey, they got them. <laughs> I know. They're Italian. <laughs> <laughs> the Illuminati. <laughs> I'm sure that's the origins in Rome. Uh, the Illuminati. Uh, okay. okay. <laughs> does end in a vowel. So, uh, Italian words yeah, tend to end in a vowel. It sounded right? like a pasta or something. And on that note yep. please buy shop the book. yeah the jolly sponge <laughs> <laughs> i don't know where the camera is but please buy the jolly sponge there's an audiobook audiobook is very good if you're not a big reader or if you don't have time it's great in the car, the car to yeah. listen to the audio and if you're running around so yeah it's and a, i like it's to a say it's like good for people who love the holidays but also if you hate the holidays i think you'll find laughs and and like it too And all the other books and... Yeah, I also have another book called How Do I Unremember This that uh, came out last year. It's now in paperback, so people can pick that up and yeah. And your cocktail book. Yeah, yeah. I don't make as much from that oh, one, though, so, so just we, All right. Yeah. And the new yeah. one that yeah. Danny's doing with me and Spencer. No, I because... we're doing The Hills Receipts. You guys got to do, yeah, The Hills Receipts. That's yeah, a perfect I'm name going... for a book. Well, I also... like drinking, so I thought a cocktail one. <laughs> Do you guys see the OC book? The Remember that show, The OC? Um, yeah. With Adam Brody and Rachel Bilson. Yeah. They just came out with an oral history of it, but I, I loved it. I thought it was so great. It's like interviews with everybody kind of involved in the show. And I read it and I was like, I would eat this up for the hills. Like uh, that style. Of uh, you got a, clearly thing. got a typewriter. So we will... I, know, I don't know if I could ever ghostwrite again. I think I've had my, my We don't need you to be yeah. a ghost. Co-writer, it could be like, in, yeah, maybe. Oh, you don't even want to be, okay. Well, you want to edit? <laughs> okay, you don't want to collaborate. It's fine. So, okay. <laughs> no, I would love to. Let us know. We're going to be writers. <laughs> so let me know if you want to come back on the podcast again. He will totally read it. <laughs> So that's I will news. read the shit out of that right. book. But no, we'll find some. We're going to get okay. out of Okay. We're going to feel like we're in Shark Tank. I love you both. Shut up. I love you Justin, okay. get the deal. Five-star <laughs> review, please, on our podcast. Love you all. Thank I you so you. much for coming and on. And for that reason, I'm out. Uh, yes. Yeah. Happy holidays. Thank you for coming on. Thank, Thank you, you for everything. You. It's jolly. This episode is brought to you by State Farm. You might say all kinds of stuff when things go wrong, but these are the words you really need to remember. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. They've got options to fit your unique insurance needs, meaning you can talk to your agent to choose the coverage you need, have coverage options to protect the things you value most, file a claim right on the State Farm mobile app, and even reach a real person when you need to talk to someone. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there.